Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Morale Booster with John Ugulu. And today I have with me a very interesting guest because I always bring in people who we can learn from. Her name is Nazira Dawu. Nazira, thank you for joining me on the program. Thank you so much, John, for having me. I'm so excited this uh, afternoon to join you and uh, sharing wonderful messages together. My pleasure. Okay, before I um, ask Nazira to introduce herself properly, because I've already done the, 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 the basic introduction, she's in a better position to tell us who she is and what she does. So before I ask her to do that, I want to remind those of you watching this program or listening to this program to remember to like it, subscribe, and share to people on your network. You can watch this program on YouTube. So um, remember to share it. Thank you very much. So Nazira, over to you. Can you please tell us who you are and what you do? Sure. Thank you so much, John, first of all, for giving me this opportunity to be with you and speak with you today. And uh, for those who are listening, thank you for uh, listening to, our, to this program with a morale booster with yes. John Ugulu, right? Yeah, Make sure to subscribe and like his program. <laughs> and uh, thank you, John. I've seen some of your previous guests and uh, they are very inspiring as well. Uh, to, uh, so to give you a short version of um, who I am, um, deep down I'm still finding who I am. Uh, so deep within, uh, that's, a, that's a quest uh, of my life uh, to understand who I really am. Mm -hmm. But uh, from the professional aspect, I have uh, completed my um, a doctor. I used to practice medicine in India. Uh, so I finished my medical school there and I practiced medicine there and uh, found a missing gap in uh, preventive medicine. So I did my master's in public health at UNC Chapel Hill uh, to understand the public health aspect and prevent diseases. Okay. And from there, I went into academics for a few years, uh, conducting research and uh, finding more information on improving health, especially those with cardiac diseases. Okay. And uh, from there, I moved on to the government sector, which is which was my dream job. <laughs> and um, uh, for seven years, uh, uh, for a few years, uh, I was working as the program director for the health promotion. And then I was asked to be the chief of staff uh, for the chairman uh, in the county government, for, uh, you know, in the board of commissioners. And so, um, from, so that was, you know, as political as it can get in the county yeah. arena. Yeah. And then I quit two and a half years ago. I resigned and uh, I became an entrepreneur. So I know it's a long version, but yeah. I just did limit myself to one, one part of uh, the career. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's one of the major reasons why I decided to bring you on the program. Because you have a unique story that would resonate with so many people out there. You know, Definitely. So, Thank yes. you, John. So I would want you to uh, speak to the heart of, you know, possibly some immigrants, some women who have some limiting beliefs and feel for some reasons they cannot achieve the American dream or they cannot be part of the American dream. They cannot achieve their goals here. So I want you to speak into the souls of those people. So but let me ask you first of all, um, 
what motivated you to become an entrepreneur? Because I know you have a long career of, uh, you know, you were in, polit in, in, in the government, you know, so what motivated you to get into entrepreneurship? Sure, uh, John, a very good question indeed. Um, so throughout my life, if you've seen, I didn't limit myself or didn't believe in limitations. I've always crossed the borders and uh, set open the uh, limitations to show others that you can pave your own way and um, always following some other's way might not be your own best way because you have a purpose. Um, I found my purpose is continuing to serve with humility and what my career has done for me is has acted as a tool and it was not the one and only thing. Yeah. Uh, so um, yes, we all need the monthly check. We all need to uh, you know, have uh, the confident that uh, we don't have to ask but we can uh, sustain ourselves first uh, you know either through education uh, through getting a job or forming a career but ultimately i think at the end of the day it's like is this who you really want to be or is this who you really are are you getting the time to serve your passion to serve your purpose um i when i was in the government i was traveling two hours in the morning and to uh, commute was two hours in the evening so almost four hours of my seven years was spent in driving uh, but I don't regret it because of that experience. It gave me the confidence uh, and uh, the knowledge that I've gained has helped me uh, to, to pursue the entrepreneurial path. And believe me, it wasn't that easy, especially yeah. for someone who gets this monthly checks. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and suddenly, how can you imagine not getting those monthly checks? Who's going to pay the mortgage? Who's going to make the car payment and all those unknown fears? And yeah someone who's never done business and has no has nothing whatsoever has never touched finances much in life at all um, especially coming from the culture that i am uh, from south india it's very hard women usually don't get into the house financial matters it's usually right. their spouses or their fathers or brothers uh, so, um, so trying to take all that at one shot okay so you're leaving your job so number one you're, there's no uh, not just the, no, uh, the medical benefits or the security the financial security yes. but then um, i think i think everything happens when you move beyond your comfort zone and uh, sometimes you have to make that hard decision and believe in yourself and have the right people with you, around you, uh, especially those who believe in your talents uh, to help you to say, we are here, let, you know, keep going. And uh, many of few of us will find that some of us might already have them, them in our family. So it was a hard decision, but uh, I know I needed to spend more time with family, uh, you know, coming out of the county in good terms, especially in the political arena field was, right. uh, uh, you know, was a good step for me myself. And um, starting the business was where I saw, and I'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, especially about the business of why I just didn't, we just didn't open it. We saw the need for it. Oh, okay. um, so that's how the entrepreneurial field journey started. And I think who, uh, apart from, uh, you know, one or, one or two well-wishers convincing that it's a great journey, uh, I think ultimately it's you. Uh, who has to make the decision um, and it has to be without fear and confidence in self. Right, right. That's that's true. I like I like that. You know, now uh, you said something about uh, you're, you're, you're originally from India, right? Yes. 
Okay, now, so I want to ask, how did, did, did those not become a limitation at a point in your life? Like, you know, when getting into the government sector, did you experience any segregations? Did you experience any challenges achieving that? Because now you have a very lovely story. First of all, you are an immigrant. Secondly, you are a lady, especially in a male-dominated world, in a place where we are still trying to convince people about gender equality. Now, you have those two very strong things that could be limiting beliefs in your life. So how did you manage to get past all those struggles? So again, I, I, I strongly believe some of these limitations are in our brain, right? right. So if we can, I, being a doctor, I always think about, let's open, let's, oh, let me open my brain cell over there and make that thought change and change <laughs> it into a positive, you know? Yeah. So I always say that you have to open up not your heart, of course, because you have to be compassionate throughout your life, uh, but to brain cells to think, uh, to say, is this a limitation? Like, because I think many, half of the things that go on is sometimes our own thoughts and we have to cross that barrier um, so you have to cross that obstacle and for that you have to be again and again I keep bringing that self-confidence no matter okay. how many speeches you hear no many I, you, I'm sure you'll have hundreds and others of women who are inspiring but unless that person who's fearful of taking the next step decides to do I'm gonna do it I right. have confidence and I and, and not just to take a risk it has to be a calculated risk so we really don't go fall down and get frustrated but uh, plan for it well and then decide uh, to make it happen so yes uh, uh, I'm one of those ladies who will always who, whom I've said whom I've faced and continue to face the mostly the only brown in the in the majority of african-american meetings or the only brown in the majority of white meetings right. with Caucasians right mm -hmm. um, and I never felt different I just felt get into the game, let's go strategize. And if, you know, and uh, so I never felt different, different. I've been called a sister, I've been called an OG. So I, people have welcomed me uh, into their communities. And uh, that's because I never just felt, okay, I'm different from you. Uh, ultimately, I consider ha having practiced medicine and you know, having understanding the organs, the anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, yeah. my mind always thinks it's ultimately the human race. You know, all mm -hmm. the other things are we taint ourselves with titles and professionals. But if you deep down open it, we're all uh, souls, and you know, trying to do the best uh, not just it. for our family, but for the community. That's it. That's it. Because you have you had a greater purpose. You you had a why. So there was no limitation whatsoever. So Definitely. yeah, that's good. So if you're listening right now, I want you to listen to, you know, try to pick from what she just said. She said she had limiting beliefs, but she was able to overcome them. In life, you are bound to experience challenges. You are bound to be confronted with things that would want to set you back. But it is up to you to take up that challenge and keep moving forward. It is up um, to you to take action. Like Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right, which means it's your decision to make and yours only. You will definitely come across everything that would want to hold you down. 
do not give Definitely. in to all those things. You know, Definitely. now we're talking to an immigrant, uh, um, someone from India, a lady in a world where, you know, especially in the government sector that is uh, dominated by, by, by men, you know, she was able to go through it and live a normal life. Like, for example, when I go for meetings, I see people, you know, trying to want to look down on me. But I know what I got in my head. <laughs> you know, I know when I start speaking, they would have a different uh, opinion about me. So the main thing is take the bull by its horn. Always put yourself in that situation whereby that journey starts. Les Brown says, remember to stay focused on your dream. That is the only way you can you can achieve success. So thank you very much for that. I really do Definitely. appreciate that. Thank so you. now with the way, um, you know, with the paradigm shift now. Okay, let's talk about your business. Please tell us um, about your business, what you do, the types of clients you, you work with. And, you know, we're going to ask you for the contact information. So you should have that ready as well. So tell us about your business, please. Definitely. So, uh, John, um, when I think anybody is thinking of opening a business, because I think the viewers are listening as well. Um, first of all, you have to know that this is not just an easy process. You just open and everything blooms up and miracles and wonders are going to happen. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to be sitting with no checks and you're going to wonder how, how am I going to pay this because yeah. I left my full time. So, that is what is, is courage and believing yeah. in yourself and continuing to work hard. You, people think leaving a job to become an entrepreneur means they become their own boss. No, you don't become yeah. your own boss. The clients become your own, <laughs> the clients yeah. become your boss. Because if you're not a customer service oriented, your clients are gonna leave and then you're not gonna make the revenue that uh, you had intended to. So number one, um, yeah. and number two, uh, you would realize it's, it, it cannot be all about the money, money, money. Exactly. It, cannot be. it has to be balanced. Of course, you have to build more families. You have to hire more. That means you do need the revenue, but you have to have the skill sets, the purpose, the vision match and align with the clients and the, and the team that you're building. Um, it's like you are flying. They say like you're, you're flying and then you're building the airplane while flying, right? Yes. So that's saying, so that's what yes. this feels like. You're already flying and then you don't even realize you don't have the right wing and then you're fixing the right wing. So that's what entrepreneurship is. Um, so what what do we do uh, at vendorship? And you just don't open up just because she she opened up or he opened up or my you know yeah. cousin opened up. I need to open up. No, you know you need to see the demand. And uh, sometimes having co-founders is good. Sometimes uh, getting mentorship uh, ideas is good. What at vendorship when I realized was when I was at the government, what I realized was there was a need. Uh, there was a gap. The need was uh, a government. Uh, from across the federal, state, and city levels, puts out, uh, you know, con puts out RFPs or puts out projects that they need. People okay. help them. And what I realized was most of the IT specific contracts. Yeah. Um, in Georgia and mostly one from the firms outside of Georgia and uh, to give you a specific example when I did put an RFP out and um, it was a very it was a very major minor uh, adjustment to the website of integrating reminder programs so it could okay. be software or you know a tool that can be added by an IT firm um, we put the RFP out for almost uh, you know we don't usually tell the budget out 
but um, uh, it, it was around for 50,000 bucks at that time, a few okay. years ago. And um, then, uh, so, you know, just putting an RFP is not as easy. It takes staff time to put the language together. Then you put yeah. it out, you wait, and then you just, then you get the response. So yeah. guess how many responses we received for that particular RFP, John? We received only two responses. Okay. And one of the response was someone uh, whom we were not willing to work with, even because of the prior not good deliverables. So we really weren't planning on getting that contract, renegotiating re re about that contract. So that was out of the question. Uh, the second person applied five minutes late. So ultimately, we ended up with zero contracts, oh. and all that staff time, the taxpayers' time and money that was put, um, and then as I started doing some market research analysis and called a few IT firms and asked why they never responded, uh, the response I got was, "We, uh, you know, there are several red tapes. We don't trust yeah. the government. We don't know the process. It's too much documentation." Um, or um, you know, we just don't, we just we just don't know how to do it. And then for me, everything was like, oh my gosh, that's a piece of cake. That's a piece of cake. That's a piece. Yeah. Of cake. Everything was like that's a myth that nobody was much there available to bust that myth. And yeah. so that's when we opened up vendorship. So at vendorship, what we do is we make. It's as simple as we make government contracting easy. Uh, so uh, not, we're not just in Georgia, we're across the US and okay. uh, any IT firms who are involved in staff augmentation, who are involved in IT solutions, who want to get authorized to become a training center for which all the funds exist in the government. Yes. Um, we coach them, we become their champion. And um, uh, from A to Z, we hold their hands, allow them to crawl, walk, run, and then fly. Uh, people can do it all themselves, but from what we, what I know or we heard many times, it takes two years to understand how, what, why, when of the process. And yeah. by the time you're frustrated and they run away, right? Oh, so we yeah. give them that, so if you see, it comes back to what the purpose was and always good about educating getting the, giving the people the knowledge the tools uh, to be strong and confident so from the beginning as a doctor working in the government arena working in the research field um, so i also ran for public office so ultimately if you see the tools was oh, okay. to keep to keep the a community empowered that they have the power they can do it so at vendorship too this is what we uh, are doing uh, we're very focused on it firms at at, at this point okay. but um, we also uh, have other clients uh, such as one of the clients is selling face masks so we are getting them into the contracting arena in the government and uh, even cleaning uh, green supplies environmental uh, green supplies as well oh okay that's that's a great one you know you see networking is 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 it's key you know a lot of people underestimate the importance of networking you know probably there are so many businesses out there so many business owners out there who would like to get into government contracting but probably they're just starting up they don't have the right information and so are you saying you work with startups too or just companies that are already no we we work with a startup as much as just one ceo on board Oh. And actually, we've seen more success with them because mm -hmm. they're so enthusiastic and so committed. They want to go achieve, you know. Yes. Uh, we so we have uh, we've worked successfully with 
uh, startups that are you know have not even formed themselves really okay. and form and you know they're molding themselves to be in the public sector right. we, are, we are working mm-hmm. with mid, mid, mid-sized companies we are com- uh, working with 100 million dollar plus companies okay. who, val- who see us that add, add value uh, okay. to get into the public sector. And these are companies who've never stepped into the public sector, right. or we have uh, businesses that have stepped into public sector a long time ago and uh, have been frustrated and they left it and they want to come back into the arena. The best thing that we're seeing uh, is, um, the, if you look at it, the industry that's flourishing during COVID-19 is the IT industry. Yes, right? I see. Um, and, and the government needs those services, especially if they're going digital. Right. So that's, we've been just busy the past three or four months. Uh, John, I just can't say we've hired more team members. And, uh, you know, of course, we keep the team together with meetings every week. But then uh, the demand has increased for our service as well. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's good to know that business is uh, growing and, you know, getting stronger. So um, I just learned you run for uh, public office. Can you please tell us what office yes. you run for? Yes, so I live in the north, uh, the city of Johns Creek in Fulton okay. County, and I ran for city uh, council member. Uh, this was like probably in 2015, 2016. Okay. And uh, it was a very, very good experience. Uh, uh, so John, to tell you the truth, I've never done politics. My family has never done politics. I didn't know what politics was. All I wanted to be was a public servant to use my talents and skills. But all I knew was where the decisions are being made, we need more um, minority representation. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I didn't exactly. see that, especially in the area that I live in, um, but uh, not equally represented, you know, in the in the political arena. So I ran, not knowing anything what politics <laughs> is, but I had, you know, I, I it made me very strong. So right. if if you want me to tell you, frankly, from my heart, I think the real Nazira was born after the campaign. The oh. one who became more stronger. Um, the one who re- really started understanding what, the hostility and the hatred that exists uh, just based on skin color. Right. And uh, the one who realized and learned what is being said behind closed doors. And uh, I didn't want to be that uh, a person who just sits and sits quiet and listens to that. I wanted to make that change. So I did win the runoff. Um, I, I don't want to say I, I lost the election. I want to say I became a guide uh, uh, with rich experience who can guide many more um, with the population, which was 65% Caucasians in the city that I ran for. Right, uh, right. It was a huge, uh, who's this brown lady, you know? So many <laughs> things came up. But like I said, the past is, the you know, past is past, but you carry on with the lessons learned. Uh, and become a better person. Uh, four That's years it. from then, I think I'm a much stronger person. I have a story right. to tell, and right. uh, would want to push others to to be involved in the political process. Okay. So, do you do you have any plans to uh, rerun? Do you have any plans? <laughs> so that's a good I, that's a good question, John. I do get asked that question again and again. Uh, when I didn't uh, get the seat, there were many members who came to me community members and said they were so happy to see me not get onto that seat. And I was like, really, why? 
they said because you're a social activist she said oh. they said they said they the people who have those who be following you wouldn't have made your life hell because every minute oh, okay. every step they would have followed you to pull you down and okay. what you really want to do for the society could have never been achieved okay because you're not a politician so okay. you are you are a social activist and yeah. so and then i and i i realized during the process i like i told you the hostility and everything that exists and existed the worst of the feelings or characteristics that i saw was uh, was like in, I was I stood in awe many a times, but again, um, you know, sometimes we have to take our own responsibility and say, how can I change? How can I change that status quo? Yes. That looks like the feelings have been in existence and nobody changed that and nobody tried to build the bridge. So apart from this uh, business as vendorship, I also serve my passion, uh, which is in educating. I run a monthly chai and just chat session, which is a sort of people have called it program show. TV show program. Yeah. I bring different professionals every month on different topics. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, culture is uh, talked many a times. We talk about uh, preventing crime. Uh, we talk about uh, many things. Recently, we uh, we talked about COVID and we talked about entrepreneurship, global partnership. Yeah. So uh, that that join just chat is no. There's no cost for participants to attend, uh, and it opens up the global window of opportunity for many more. Start thinking beyond what they've been just taught exactly that's true that's a good one you know i like i like the spirit behind everything you do now if you're listening to me right now you see she is a strong woman she is a woman who you know didn't allow limiting beliefs hold her back she knew what she wanted and she went for it so if you're listening I see greatness in you, no matter what people say about you, no matter what you think about you, I want you to know that you are destined for greatness. All you need to do is to go after your dreams. No matter where you're from, do not let anybody tell you things that would stop you from chasing your dreams. Now, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can, whether you think you cannot, the choice is yours. So make good decisions. If you are hanging around people who are not encouraging you to make good decisions, please, I repeat, please change your circle. It is very important. Am I right, Nazir? Uh, definitely, John, as you're giving Henry Ford's example, I just wanted to give you, uh, I think many people must have heard about it. There's, there was this frog who was trying to, uh, there was this frog who was trying to climb the mountain. Yes. Uh, there were three frogs, friends, who were trying to climb the mountain. And uh, people who were, all the frogs down were saying, you can't do it. Nobody has done it. Don't do it. You're going to fall. So um, the first frog, the first frog goes like one fourth away and listens to the people and says, maybe they're right and it falls comes down okay. uh, so the second frog goes up to half the way and it says you know what my feet were right and i'm wrong and it comes down yeah. third frog reaches the top of the mountain and it's like waving at the people and then later we find out that it was death no it couldn't hear the people down <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it believed it. in its own. It believed in its own capacity. Yes, yes, yes. I get it. That's a beautiful one. That's very inspiring too. I like that. You know. So, do you do coaching? 
No, I mean, um, I do. So um, I, I don't define it as coaching, John. I've never thought about it. Uh, but I know there are several people who, especially the youngsters who come, come to me and ask for help in their professional statement, personal statement for applications to medical school. Right. Or many have asked about, uh, I need internships. So we open up doors always for interns, even in our business arena as well. And right. we almost have like five interns, uh, oh. John. Yeah, oh, and okay. all of them are getting paid. So, you know, I, I mean, again, it's not like we we are we call ourselves into that. We are only two and a half years into the company. But what we do is add value to others, appreciate right. their uh, talents and skills and say, go, you can go, 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 go attitude. So uh, I think that is very necessary. Uh, sometimes you do need a pat on the back. So what you, it goes back to be with the people who are believers, um, of course, realistically, and he, who will push you beyond your own limitations to get there. Oh, okay. That's a good one. I like that. You know, helping people achieve their dreams, helping people develop their talents, their skills. Yes. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That's, a, that's a good, that's a good purpose you have chosen for yourself in life. I like that. Thank you, John. Okay, so um, basically for startups who would like to get into government contracts, um, how can they reach out to you? Do you have a contact telephone number you want people to call? Do you have a website or do you yes. have an email address? Yes, so we do have um, a website which is uh, vendorship, V-E-N-D-O-R-S-H-I-P, vendorship.net. So it's not, it's vendorship.net and uh, they can always email info, I-N-F-O, at vendorship.net. So as soon as they go to our website, they'll definitely see contact numbers. Uh, they'll see email access uh, or other phone numbers that they can call us. So uh, yeah, sure. the best way is to, because we want them to review our website, which has most of the information, review who the leadership team is, what we do, okay. the industries we serve, some of the testimonials that we've got throughout our service. And then definitely when they're ready, when they know they want to uh, work with us in securing government contracts um, in the local level, the city, county, state, and the federal level. Okay. Um, so we coach them continuously. So you did ask me if you are a coach. So I'm like, of course, I'm a coach, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, you see, you see, that's what, that's what this program is all about. You know, uh, I know a lot of people inspire people through music and some other things, but this is what I want to use to make my voice heard. This is what I want to use as a channel to help people really identify their full potentials. You know, so basically what you do is coaching. Yes. You know? And now you're going to really, after the program, I know you will sit down, reanalyze it, and know, okay, you need to tap into that potential. That is it. That's what the program is all about. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, yeah, when you asked me coaching, I know there are life coaches. So yes. I'm like, well, no, I've never called myself a life coach. But then I'm like, of course, in the business level, we call the coach yeah. of the client and we call ourselves the champion for the client. So yes, right. that's exactly what we do. Right. So you are a business coach. You do business coaching. Yes. Yes. Business develop, you know, help them succeed, expand their resources to the public sector, help them bring confidence in them to reach, yes. to submit uh, public contracts, public sector contracts, and to help expand their revenue stream. 
Right. So you basically provide companies with the tools required for them to succeed. Yes. So you can you can you can hold them from the beginning until they get to where they're going to. Exactly. So you are a business strategist. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And, I, and it, it won't be possible without the great team uh, yes. that we have. And uh, John, the best part of our company is uh, nobody call. I, I've never called myself a boss. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know what? I'm like, I feel awkward to call myself a boss because all the team members are as intelligent and you know responsible and self-propelled. So you, we become like a, a small family, yes. you know, where we nobody has to micromanage. And I believe me, I've never done micro from throughout my life. I mostly people have called me as transformational leader, yeah. but I'm not that manager who can manage uh, people or behind their net did you do this right i i've been told this way though i've been told that with the interns and new employees what i do is i just push them into the uh, swimming pool and then they have to swim and come out that's it that's that's the role of a leader so you are a leader keep doing what you're doing because you know as a leader uh, as a transformational leader we rise by lifting others yeah. we learn as we teach people we help people develop themselves. And for you to be a good leader, you must also be a good servant. So we're servant leaders. I like that. And thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for shining the light in the world. Thank you for wanting to impact your knowledge into those interns you hired. You know? So if you're listening to me right now and you've been having doubts regarding getting into the government contract sector. Now you have somebody who can hold your hand from the beginning. So if you've got questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to her. Her um, contact details are currently being displayed on the screen. And um, she will respond to you. That is what she does. She will put you through. Am I right? We have, we, I mean, we have, we are a team of almost 10 people. So uh, we are always, uh, you know, uh, holding each other accountable. We always want to make each other look good. So we, uh, we call, we call it like the parts of a machine. So right. if one machine slows down, the entire process slows down. So we are yeah. always there supporting each other. Um, uh, so it's a, it's a membership team, if I may say. It's more than a company. It's a, it's a team of uh, individuals making this company grow big. And I think uh, uh, where we want to go uh, in the future is um, uh, my, my one of my interns from seven years ago joined my company as well as the director for documentation specialist. And oh. the second day in the job, uh, she said, Oh my God, this is all women run and women inspired and women, you know, uh, tech, tech people moving forward. She said, right. I can see ourselves in Forbes magazine right, right, cover. Right. So, I'm, and this is her second day and for her to get this thought, I'm, she must have been inspired. And then she inspired us and then we're like, we might, we, we never know. So they say aim high. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. I like that. Okay, so now with the pandemic that is going on, what do you think about um, the government contracts? 
Uh, yeah, so people have been asking that many of our potential clients have been holding on uh, to moving into that um, and your and everybody has a reason to fear. But what we've noticed is um, one of the mayors who got on our webinars, we also have whole bi-weekly webinars, John. Um, one of the mayors of the city who got into the webinar uh, said 90% of the cities in Georgia are not digitally transformed. So okay. he said that means they were literally broken during COVID because they've never done remote work. Oh. They only knew office, they only knew brick and mortar, the computers were there, so they were not prepared. So do, do you see the opportunity there already for IT industry to boom, right, into the government sector, uh, to, to start helping uh, government, the local government to get digitally transformed, get them the right apps, get them the right tools to continue their work. If you see, government never really stopped as well, right? Because okay. even if they had to go to the building and do the work, they had they did it because our most of the services that you would get, the court services, the health department services, nothing really stopped. It was already going. So government never really ceased their work, number one. Um, in fact, government is putting out many more requests for IT-related, uh, not just staff augmentation, but also IT-related solutions at this time. So um, uh, what I've seen, um, as much as I hate to see the retail industry or the food industry uh, going a little bit down, I've seen only flourishing businesses for IT uh, industry into the government sector. Okay, okay. That's and for those who are providing uh, emergency COVID-19 equipment, materials, has flourished like top the roof oh, across okay. us okay okay so i'm sure my listeners are hearing all what uh, you are saying so do not waste any time luck they say is when opportunity meets preparation that's what a philosopher called seneca said luck is whenever opportunity meets preparation how prepared are you whether you like it or not in every difficulty lies opportunities so reach out to Nazira and uh, she will be able to help you kickstart your business. Okay. Thank you, John. Yes. Yeah, and Nazira, yeah. thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, join the program. And I hope when next I call you, you will be able to come on as well. Definitely, John. And you know what? I appreciate you and your team uh, for doing this, you know, uh, you. on your, uh, you have to pick out the time to make this happen as well. So we appreciate you. We wish you all the best, Thank not you. just from me, from our team as well Thank in getting the message out there. And uh, definitely, I want to say people not to be, uh, you know, uh, distressed uh, about uh, in the, what is going on in the corporate level, for right. them to look beyond and start seeing that the public sector is opening arms. Right, right. They say the only constant thing in life is change. Yeah, so this is a wake-up call. Now, do not give up on whatever is going on, because there will definitely be life after this whole thing. It is a phase. So you need to wake up you need to start making preparations towards the next phase of life things are changing whether you like it or not things are changing so no matter how people try to discourage you i don't care about that all i know and all i always want to remind you is that you are destined for greatness you are greater than who you think you are 
to go for your dreams. That's all I have to say. So thank you once again, Nazira, for joining me on the program. I'll talk to you some other time. Thank you so much, John.